You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America Presents Chasing the Saturdays, episode one. In our ongoing mission to translate British pop culture for America, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the e-reality show that follows British-Irish girl group The Saturdays as they try to crack America. (laughs) From living it up in a new-build apartment building in downtown LA to drinking smoothies in a cafe that's no longer open. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And this is Chasing the Saturdays. Woo! Wow, we're back with the gals after <laughs> after doing twenty four seven. We're back again. This show could not be more perfect for us in terms of UK American relations. This this show is us. It is. I've got an initial question to ask you. Yeah. Before we get into episode one, what do you remember as a whole about this series when it um, ten years ago when it really crashed onto our screens? I would say little to nothing. Yeah. I don't think these. I don't think any of these images have ever passed before my eyes before. I think what? maybe. I think maybe a scene lit here and there has. I've watched, but I. I've definitely not watched this whole thing in full. Really? Yeah, definitely not. So every Sunday, podcast nemesis Michael, his husband and I, we would sit down and we would, there was appointment viewing. We were the only ones in the country doing it. Right. Every Sunday we would sit down and watch it. Well, I did see, I was looking at the the metrics for this show and oh. it, it, it was like the number one show on E! UK for uh, in its time slot for like a lot of the episodes. What does that even mean? I don't know. EUK. <laughs> it's just you and Matt bringing up those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited that you don't really remember much. I mean, again, I saw every episode. I don't remember much either. Oh, see, I have the opposite thing now where as I was watching it, I know I haven't seen it, but I felt like I'd seen every frame. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, well, I think maybe after watching 24-7, I was like, I know I know these gals. What we should have done is before every episode, before we watch it, or maybe the end of every episode, we should predict some storylines <laughs> for the season. Oh, absolutely. Because I think we might be able to get every single one of them. <laughs> so... I guess just to just to dive, should we dive in? Yeah. Well, episode title. Yes. What was it? I can't remember. Well, every episode title is a hashtag, yes. and this one is hashtag United States of Sats. <laughs> sure, I'll give them that. <laughs> so we we plunge into what I can only describe as a cold open. <laughs> I've called this immigration cold open. Yeah, embassy cold open is what I call <laughs> oh, it. Oh, nice. So yeah, we got really. This is there no warning. We just went straight into it. And before we get into the details of this scene, (laughs) I just want to do an overarching kind of style and uh, show kind of analysis. analysis. Okay. So Saturday's 24-7, very raw, very real. We were getting, you know, to use some TV terms, we we had some APs running around with Z1s. That's uh, some people running around with very old cameras, just following them into kind of some, you know, Thetford Forest performances and a bar in Soho. And what the, the beauty of Saturday 24-7 was that we were getting the real kind of boring, <laughs> the, 
just the everyday kind of drudgery of being a pop star in the 2000s, which we loved. Well, I mean, prime example, nipping to Selfridges in a black cab and getting a cut price Alexander McQueen skull scarf. Exactly. Just kind of, there was no, there was basically no producing on the show. It was just following them and then having to cobble together something from the footage. (laughs) This show's quite the opposite. This cold open really gave us, I was like, oh, we're doing storylines. Yeah. And that really worried me because I don't think the girls are going to shine in this, in this format. Let's just say the producers at E definitely had a wall with cards on it. And on each card, there was a storyline or a plot point. Yeah. And those were shuffled around into columns that represented each episode. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I'm yeah, I'm not sure that every every plot line was pulled off with quite the panache I was expecting. <laughs> they were expecting, but so let's talk about this this cold open. Where well, are we? Well, first of all, we've had some lovely slick shots of London. You heard of it? <laughs> Slick is the word to describe this this whole program. <laughs> Definitely slicker than 24-7, isn't it? <laughs> so we've got like, saw a sign for Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. There was a Union Jack. There was, it was all go. We are at some sort of sit down outdoor meeting. I mean, it comes more clear as, as it goes on. <laughs> but with our old pal, Peter Lorraine. We are. We'll remember him from uh, Girls Loud Off the Record. Yeah. Remember him from Chasing the Sats. This is Chasing the Sats. Oh, no, wait a minute then. Gotta say 24-7. So remember them from Saturday's 24-7. And now he's in Chasing the Sats. Yes. Uh, he is their manager. I mean, I do know where we are. But we'll we find that out <laughs> oh, later okay. on. We'll, we'll get we'll to it. We'll do the big reveal. <laughs> okay. We're seated outside at a table. Yeah. I definitely felt we were in Soho at this point. I just didn't couldn't quite pinpoint it. And that the gals had we, we plunged straight into the scene. It's actually very from a filmmaking perspective, very kind of fresh. It's like we're not gonna set this up. We just plunge into the middle of a conversation. And the gals are saying, So what's going on? Uh, what, what happened at the embassy? Are we, are we not going? Are we not flying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just googling where the the London the US MC used to be in London. Oh, I, yeah, it was in like Berkeley Square or Cadogan Square or something like that. Yeah, or it was, square. It was in a square. Wait, but US Embassy Square, Grosvenor, Grosvenor, Grosvenor. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So they're like, we're not. Wait, what's happening? We're not going. Meanwhile, we, we cut to a shot of Molly in an interview setup on a giant pink pleather Big Brother chair. Yeah, but it had like a had like holes in it with a, I believe the, <laughs> for my Project Runway and other things, I believe that was kind of a grommet, you know, like a Ooh. hole with like a grommet in it. <laughs> so, a pink grommeted chair. We also, at this point, we see a great shot of, who knows when this was, of all the gals trotting to the American embassy <laughs> in mini skirts and heels clutching papers. Yeah, all their kind of a plastic folder with their individual papers in it that they yeah. had to do. So, little triggering for me and probably for you too. Yeah, well, let, <laughs> this I, is the embassy you got your uh, visa in from, right? You, to but, start with. But yeah, but have you been to this embassy? No, I came after it moved to Victoria. Okay. So this, so just to, co- I mean, we're not going to go into a whole immigration <laughs> process in this, on this podcast, but depending what visa you're getting, if it's one that's not an ESTA, if it's more than an ESTA, you need to go for a meeting at the American Embassy. The old one that they're trotting to in Grosvenor Square, it's very much, it was like, it's like a level in Goldeneye. Yeah. That's the vibe. <laughs> and you go and you sit and wait and you talk to some f- kind of furious American mm. behind some glass and they say some words and it happens and maybe hopefully you'll get a stamp or there's definitely a moment where they take your passport away and blah, 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 blah. The new one is is much more Gattaca than Goldeneye. Oh. It's really, it's it, I really like the American Embassy in London. It's kind of, it's gorgeous and terrifying. Oh, yeah. 
I love both it's these. Very, it's very the capital in the Hunger Games as well. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's my fave architectural movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Apparently, here's what happened. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a something that's going wrong with getting them into the, the US. Adam, new character, yeah. who's the management coordinator, so he sent the embassy pics of all the girls to use for their visas. What pics did he send? Sent uh, the individual shots for the album cover, which is because he said it's on a white background, but they're basically topless or it, it, to appear to be topless in there. So Adam and management, he sent pictures from their album cover to try and use for their visas. The pictures are flashed up and screen with a great <laughs> kind of flash noise. Yeah, and they're they're all well, we actually find out quite specifically from Rochelle. She says, No, we're actually remember we're wearing strapless bras, yeah. but our shoulders were exposed. <laughs> so apparently This is bull I know. Shit. I know. This is the, my first indication that I was like, oh, mm. oh no, we're gonna do plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently their shoulders being exposed were, were a real issue for the Americans. Yeah, and we get some great some great signs of what's to come with some incredibly forced interviews with Molly and Frankie. Oh, I guess we've already offended America before we've arrived. <laughs> like girls. The least offensive bunch of gals yeah, of all time. Completely, completely. Now, more importantly, why are they eating? What did you, did you oh, see? I didn't, I didn't see what was on the table. Okay, I made some notes. I wrote salad and fries. Yeah. And I also saw some glass bottles of Coke. <laughs> so we then got some... Did you notice how insane the editing was on Peter Lorraine's kind of exposition dump that he did? Basically, he explained kind of what the American trip is all about. There was like a very clunky mm. line and it was pieced together from maybe 10 years of footage, 10 years of like sound footage of them following Peter Lorraine around. And each shot the was P- like... The Peter Files. Completely. Like the, and each shot was like the back of his head, like zooming on Molly's eye and like this... The film work was very nuanced because they were trying to cover up the fact that he wasn't saying it in sequence. Because he says, okay, girls, you're going to be spending three months in America. You'll be doing club performances, recording sessions, and a video to shoot. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and there was like some, there was a bit of like his voicemail from 2004. Like it was just, <laughs> it was completely pieced together. It was AI. Um, and then we we get the grand reveal of the cold open, which is that we zoom out and the girls are at the diner in Soho. The diner. Now, where is the diner in Soho? It's Oh gosh, all the street names in in London have become very confusing to me. I know it's it's off of Carnaby Street. It's uh Oh, wait a minute. Yes, yes, I know on the one. It's on one of the little streets off of Carnaby Street. Oh, it says Ganton Street. And oh, permanently closed. Oh. oh. Shit. I once got incredibly drunk at the diner on Long Island iced teas in the <gasps> daytime once. Fun. It was really fun. I know this is not a good idea, but we should do an evening or a party where we have Long Island iced teas. Um, no, sold. I love them. They taste so good. They taste so good. I'm happy to take the hangover on board. Yeah. Okay. When we get to February, we'll do it. It's one of those things you do in your 20s that you can't afford to do. So I remember it was like four of us and we, I just kept ordering them. And then when the bill came, we were all like, it was genuinely like a, like a, like a a problem you know like we all put our cards into splitter and we were all like fuck we're gonna have to really not like eat for the next week it was yeah. really bad because they were really expensive for us at the time i can imagine i'm actually looking at the diet is there still okay the one in camden town's still open okay oh, let's just look at the menu of a worst location oh, to go to camden, camden. town i'm just looking at the menu and i want to see how much a long island iced tea is now eat and drink you know in this economy <laughs> this cost of living crisis has it gone up has it gone down i just don't know Okay, it looks like you may have ordered off menu. Oh. It's no longer there. 
But let's just say that the, the real comeback queen of the moment, the espresso martini, <laughs> is £9.50. <laughs> That's actually pretty... Seems That seems cheap to me. Or have, has my mind been warped by living here? Yeah. And, and how also, much everything costs? And also, how how good is that cocktail? Well, of, well true, of yeah. course. Okay. Wow. Okay, so we've spent... Uh, longer they're on the cold open than the cold open itself. So this is a oh, great wow, okay. sign of what's to come. <laughs> yeah, we were both saying before we started recording, yeah, initially we saw the episodes are 20 minutes long and we were worried that we weren't going to have enough to talk about. We're fine. I'm not concerned at all. So it's not really a title sequence in this show per se. We kind of... Did you... Now, did you watch the those shady links I sent you? No. You, you were official. I got a very jarring viewing of this on Apple TV and in our kind of Your Welcome America Presents journey, it's the most high def thing I've watched so far. So I found it quite overwhelming. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. That's why I kept saying everything looked slick. I know I sound like someone's aunt trying to describe a TV show. It's very slick, slick editing. Very slick. But wait a minute. Then where is that title sequence that I found with the title music? Maybe that's episode two onwards. Uh, it must be, yeah. Because okay. um, what, what we got here was just smash cut into... Loose women footage. A, fa- a fake news montage. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Not fake news, a fake news, news montage. Yes, correct use of the term, not the bastardized, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we see kind of them getting introduced on Loose Women. Uh, I think, is it Ruth Langsford talking about them? I think it was, no, it was Andrea McLean talking <laughs> about them. <laughs> Good old Ange. We had we had news, like, faceless newsreaders saying things like, 11 top 10 singles and yeah. three top 10 albums under their belt. Yeah, we saw a flash of Jamila Jamil introducing them at some kind of T4 yeah. concert event. Um, and I wrote, there's a lot of whooshing around editing happening here which we get for the rest of the episode. We're whooshing around London. We're whooshing around the news. And then we also got the, because now obviously those execs, they're clever. They're like, (laughs) you know what? No one over here knows who these gals are. We need their names up top. Yeah. So they use, is it Flowrider? It is. It's Flowrider from, now I always get higher and what about us mixed up. It's, it's Flowrider from higher. higher, Where he says, Vanessa, (laughs) what are you doing Saturday, girl? I'm doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so sad. What are you doing? Girls, what are you doing this weekend? I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, but whoever wrote that song heard them talking and they were like, yeah, that sounds about right for them. <laughs> yeah, and we get we get a flashed up image of each of them as Flowrider kind of goes through the names. And then that, there was a title screen on what I saw, like it said, Chasing the Saturdays. Something like that. Yeah. Now, I still don't know their names, so do you know what I'm going to need? I'm going to need an intro from each and every one of them where they try and sum up their character. Goodness me. Let's go, let's go, let's, well, we'll flip, flip flop. Flip flop. Do you want to start? I'll, I'll start us with, you know, one of my faves. Start with the Molly. Hi. She's, she's like, I'm Molly. The girls refer to me as the Disney character, but I'm not. You know, I don't think life's a fairy tale, but I do like to see the good in situations. And we see her jumping on a bouncy castle. <laughs> Translation bounce house here. We, we also see a shot of her holding, holding an umbrella. An umbrella. <laughs> Looking really perplexed, yeah. holding the umbrella in the rain. It's like quite a distant shot of her holding an umbrella on some unknown street at an unknown time, not in a music video. That's what I'm saying. This shows, there's some parts, some footage of this show that I'm very suspicious about. Yeah. <laughs> where is that? Where was like that Like CCTV from? footage is what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's Molly. Then we've got Frankie. Frankie's whole USP is, she says, she's been in the music industry industry since she was 11. It's all I know. And it's all I love. Something like that. Loved seeing a little flash to S Club Juniors. I know. Uh, <laughs> a really offensive uh, magic carpet song that they did. 
So, and, so Frankie, she's she's an, an OG. Yeah, OG. And we're really in we're in the peak of the Frankie haircut for this for this season. Yeah, so what 2013. Now, where does that stand in relation to the pub? I can't quite remember. Pop is 2007. Yeah. But it's actually, I actually think Frankie's, I'm going to go out on a limb here Uh and say that Frankie's hair is actually more signature than the pop was. Because I feel like Victoria moved on from the pop fairly quickly. Mm. I feel like Frankie's really like, really stuck. And I actually find her quite hard to recognize now without it. I agree. Really, I want her to go back to it. She's got a very elegant, a very elegant neck for it. (laughs) Also, hers was actually better than Victoria's. Yeah. I agree. I genuinely think she had the most stylish version of that haircut yeah. ever. And she should have got more credit for it. Oh, well, well, this is the credit she's getting now. And, oh, thank God with this flip-flop I get to read the next one. Damn you! <laughs> My favourite character in this entire <laughs> series, including some other people that she knows. So next up we've got Una. She says, I'm from Tipperary in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Una. She's like, I'm Una. From Tipperary. Uh, so she's married to a, uh, she's married to someone who plays rugby for England. International rugby. And then um, she just, she talks about how she's just had a baby. Little baby Aoife Bell. We'll be hearing a lot from baby Aoife Bell for the rest of this show. But wait a minute. Crucially, she says, I'm a proud mother to my little baby girl, Aoife Bell. Yes. Now that was a note from the execs being like, Aoife, is that a boy or a girl? Yeah, they're like, oh, Aoife? Yeah. A-I-O-F-E? Spe- please specify. Because yeah, it is spelt A-I-F-O-E. A A I F O E. I think oh. is how Efa spelled. Oh, I, I spelled to A E O I F E. All to say, Oof. for an American, it's really going to trip him up. Yeah. We also re meet here a character who we do not like. No, Ben Foden. Ben Foden, international rugby player. We have said before in Saturdays 24 7, all their scenes together were a little. Well, first of all, they were doomed because we know that they end up splitting up. Yeah. But he also comes across as awful yeah cold and kind of not nice do you remember that scene in 24 7 where he patted her head yes <laughs> as if to say there there good girl and do you remember that very long car journey with uh <laughs> the star of my heart mary una's mom where they're just like talking doing chit chat it's not mary's anne it is it's anne Shit. oh una no mary's, and anne. mary's um <laughs> many of our I, actually i have like three or four irish friends whose mom is called <laughs> mary, mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay next up we've got vanessa now before even tell you what she says the shot of her the initial shot they use of her is her it's real dramatic hands on hip she's in one of those like stage lever lifts and she's like <laughs> popping up into the lift hands on hips giant hair aviators <laughs> boom it's vanessa i'm vanessa i'm the youngest member of the saturdays i'm so excited to be doing something new and be spontaneous i love going out and parties yeah shot, shots of her doing shots also there's nothing spontaneous about the Saturdays. Not whatsoever. And I was thinking, like, they're the most unspontaneous people even. So if you think of Spice World, the movie, which is all scripted, <laughs> all set up. You know the moment where they, like, they run off the bus yeah. with the, the competition winners. They go on a boat and then a child almost dies. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually kind of what the Spice Girls yeah. were and are like. Oh, I God. believe that. Imagine, like, Saturdays, the movie. <laughs> Saturday's the movie. They'd be in that bus being like, I'm kind of cold. Yes. And be like, oh, Molly, you're so silly. Oh, you've got a better bit of the bus than me. Oh, my we'll God. We'll get there. We'll get to the fucking closet gate. Right, one more member. <laughs> Finally, we've got the heart and soul of the Saturdays, as I like to think of her. Ah, Rochelle, one of my favourite members of the Saturdays. <laughs> I love her. 
she's essentially saying she's recently married. Yeah. <laughs> that's her whole that's identity. A, that's her USB. Yeah. So she's she she has to kind of identify to the American audiences that she is married to Marvin, who's a member of the boy band JLS. Yes. Obviously, she barely had to say that in twenty four seven because you know that audience we were going out to. We know who Marvin is. Also, everybody in love, <laughs> come put your hands up. Do you remember when JLS did condoms? Oh yeah, good for them. They were really JLS really fucking took the took it and ran with it in a way that I admire like greatly. Remember that weird song that had the sample from the sound of music in it? The, the club alive. is alive with the sound of music. We need to do an episode of JLS. We really do. They okay. add that to the list. <laughs> uh, also, she says here, I'm the mum of the yeah, group. Yeah, mum of the group. And then there's a shot of them having a dinner party with my enemy, square plates. <laughs> you know how I feel about square plates. You love, you love a heavy, heavy square plate. Oh. Put that Sunday roast on a heavy square plate. Oh, awful. <laughs> And then they're all saying things like, do you know what? This is a big deal for us. It's make or break time. And then it kind of crashes into their song. You only get one shot, one shot, (laughs) one shot. (laughs) (laughs) I just blew my eardrums out. What was my my mouth pyro? (laughs) You really did. So we we kind of whoosh yet again into they're in a helicopter flying over Los Angeles. Now, (laughs) my first note is... Where has this helicopter picked them up? Right. Because because obviously we ultimately know why they're in it. It's a pretty fun way to get them to where they're staying because of mm. them having, you know, those buildings having lots of helipads. But yeah, you're right. I'm like, where did it pick them up? Because they definitely were over the beach at one point. So I don't know. I feel like Santa Monica. I feel like they had to get it from Santa Monica. That, that, there's that airport down there, the Santa Monica airport. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, they could just go to the. No. Wait a minute. I'm going to type in. I have in. to have seen that. They have to have seen, because they definitely, I felt like we saw footage from the helicopter of the beach. It wasn't just. Yeah. Los Angeles helicopter <laughs> airport. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, there's definitely a lot of picking up in the valley, I would say. <laughs> God, the thought of them having to drive all the way to the valley to get picked up to go back to downtown yeah. via Santa Monica. It's actually quite like annoying. <laughs> because I didn't know if initially this was, are we being tried, are we being fooled into being told they're getting picked up at helicopter at LAX, then taken to their accommodation. Because do you know what? That sounds kind of dreamy. Oh my God. It's, yeah, that's a fantastic. Good for them, if so. But no, well, I have a question. Okay. Was Molly filming on a flip cam? Did you catch that? Molly was holding something up that she was filming with that had the structure and the look in the brief frame that I could get of it that didn't match a phone that I remember existing hmm. at the time. And I think they might have given her a flip cam. And I like that we don't see hide nor hair of the footage. I know. Because that actually, if they'd done a second series of 24-7, the girls like doing their own cams yeah, would have been a for, thing. for sure. Now, I'm trying to think flip cams. My flip cam died in 2010 <laughs> when I fell into a pool in Miami. So that was probably... That flip cam had some real gold on it. Need to f- I think it might also be my old laptop somewhere. You need to find that. <laughs> Boot that up. So, okay. Oh, they also passed the Hollywood sign. So if we're talking about what what route they're taking, it has to have included Santa Monica and Hollywood, and then they eventually end up in downtown. But it did they were there two helicopter trips? Did one just go and do like <laughs> was one just a crew getting GVs, GVs, general views? <laughs> I think that's maybe what happened. But also, like, you could probably pay for, just buy that footage. Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, but I the Hollywood sign footage. It, it was footage, but then they was definitely inside and they were looking down at oh. it. I, I saw it all one shot. Oh, that's one how you shot. spell it. <laughs> yeah. 
So they eventually touch down at what they describe as a luxury tower in downtown LA. Now we're going to really get to know downtown Los Angeles in this series because they don't leave it, basically. <laughs> i got to say, I thought this was a really good place to put them. Yeah, and a fun kind of... A fun way for them to arrive. I think arriving yeah. by helicopter is very glamorous. It's like taking everything up a notch, what they're trying to do in this show. Yeah. And actually kind of a service department building makes the most sense for them. It, there's a, Yeah, there's some drama, but all the shots of downtown as well. Did you try and find the building? Because I, 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 I did some light detective work and I got very lost in downtown uh, real estate and I couldn't find the building. No, I didn't. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, so my question about whether they're all in one apartment or not, instantly answered. Because essentially they're all in different apartments. Is it the same floor? Who knows what's going on? They're all in different apartments in this building. Rochelle walks into hers. This is one of the main notes I wrote. She went, oh, there's a nice kitchen stuff. I can make some nice meals here. <laughs> yeah. And, and Molly's first note is there's not enough closet space for her. Oh. And then my next note, I don't know at what point this came into it, just says, wow, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> what about Una and Mama oh, Anne? Okay, well, I'm going to have to talk about this forever. Okay, did you write down the exact words that they said? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so so we see Una and her mum coming in. They're pushing baby Aoife Bell in in her little... Uh, excuse me, baby girl. Baby girl Aoife Bell in her pram slash stroller. And Una says, oh, it's nice and cool at least. And Anne says, oh, yes, it's nice and cool. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you. I rewound and replayed that about three or four times in a row. And it was just so perfect. I'm in love with Anne. My new, honestly, the strongest and best characters in this show are Anne and Baby Gully for Belle. Like, they're my favorite two people yeah. in this entire show. But it's just couldn't be more a, a Brit slash Irish person arriving in Los Angeles. Or at least it's nice and cool, though. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Actually, no, it is cool in here. Oh, thank goodness, it's cool. My, <laughs> I'm thinking there's not going to be air conditioning. And they're like, well, we're going to have to just put a fan just, on. Just have to open a window. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. So um, we we and we and cut to kind of Una talking about the fact that she's here and she's got baby baby girly for Belle with her and she's got her mom. She's wearing a real Egyptian treasure necklace. In her <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> no. It's a real, like... You know, almost like a like a flat kind of like gold. a plate, like a plate. Yeah. Exactly. She's wearing like an Egyptian plate around her neck. That's that's all I had to say about that. Really heavy. <laughs> well, no, because it's no, but I can made imagine the cheapest in, tin in the heat. <laughs> like it really like condensation being like sweat. Well, it's nice. And, it. It's nice and cool. There, it's nice though. and cool. So then we've got a shot of the moon, <laughs> and it's nighttime. Yeah. What are you calling this next section? Uh, we, this is a little too real, I think, this, this section. I'm actually really impressed that they kind of went there Me for this. too! It's, it's, this is not very the Saturday's kind of style, is it? So This is also 2013. It's a, I mean, it's kind of before I don't, mainstream discussions of mental health, yeah, I would say. So I'm calling this section Homesick Frankie. You yeah. take it away. So we kind of cut, cut into Frankie looking, sitting on her bed, looking very despondent. And she kind of talks about missing home. Now I just wrote the note, those lamps, and I don't, I didn't write down the description of them. So <laughs> okay, if well, anyone sees a, that, just keep an eye out for those lamps. Keep an eye out for those lamps. <laughs> and she's basically talking about how she, you know, is feeling very homesick. And then she calls Molly, um, and then on her BlackBerry, <laughs> Molly has a BlackBerry. Frankie has a very old iPhone. Molly's like, "Hi, babe." Yeah, and then Frankie basically does kind of in a talking head interview thing talks about how she's, you know, she realized that she had been suffering from depression since she was 15 years old. And 
how kind of recently, recently when they were filming that before they were filming this, she had gone to kind of seek help and she went into a kind of psychiatric facility um, to get kind of almost rehab basically for a month for a month. Yeah. She said she wanted to go in for a few days and ended up staying a month to kind of get herself kind of situated and they flashed up some of the headlines and yeah, you're right. It's at this time prioritizing mental health wasn't seen as a necessarily a positive thing and, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm impressed that they went for it in this. Like, it's not their style to kind of mm-hmm. talk about it, especially at the time. There's a whole, I really suffered through, I would say, an episode of Fern Cotton's The Happy Place. And <laughs> is it called The Happy Place? And she does a, a really good interview with uh, Frankie. Mm. And Frankie talks in detail about that specific time period, yeah. how when she went into hospital, they were kind of at the height of their career. Because it was, yeah. What About Us would be number one. Yeah. They were really peaking. And yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, this is great. So then um, they, uh, does Molly come over? No, she goes to Molly's She goes to Molly's. Uh, Molly's wearing some massive heels in her apartment, <laughs> some really chunky, massive heels, and just trotting around, kind of like Jessica Simpson in the movie version of what's it called? Oh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, sort of that vibe. Yes. And and basically, Frankie says that she goes, she kind of always will go to Molly when she's feeling really down because Molly's an incredibly positive person, and I I agree. <laughs> Molly is a ray of sunshine, and I think it's. It's probably kind of annoying sometimes, but like yeah. I can see how if you if you want to receive positivity, she's the person to go to. And she's talking to Molly, and Molly says, "Oh, Frankenstein." Frankenstein. <laughs> and I just wrote here, "Ah, oh, nice girls." <laughs> my notes, my notes are peppered with very bland, generic things like that you just said of me saying. I kept just going, oh, I love these girls. Oh, well, our girls. I feel extra bonded to them after we did twenty four seven. I really like really rooting for them. So, so then, then, then what happens? Well, they, 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 they trot back up to Frankie's apartment. She's, cause she's saying, oh, I don't really like my apartment. Like it's got a weird sofa. And I just, she's like, just come on. No, Molly goes, do you want me to come and have a look? And she goes, yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. So Frankie says she's got a shit hard couch. Molly sits in it and Molly says, yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Molly does have, I think Molly's place is nice. The nicest. Yeah. So then they go see Vanessa, don't they? <laughs> So they trot down to, Mar- to Vanessa's and Vanessa's got a massive walk-in wardrobe. Yeah. Molly says something that sounds like a scripted line to her in her interview, mm. but also is 100% true. And that line is about Vanessa and her massive wardrobe. That girl doesn't even hang her clothes up. Yeah. <laughs> I believe her. And I think that the concierge for the building hung her stuff up because she, they showed Vanessa looking at the wardrobe and she looked kind of surprised herself. That well, her when stu- when that she her walked in, in the, yeah. all her stuff, so, oh. she was like, oh, this looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then there's just kind of uh, the three of them just jumping on her bed and kind of teasing her. I I wrote at this point, lots of wardrobe drama. This is boring. And then I put, oof, this footage is thin on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) There's also talk about, oh, I can watch TV from my bed. Oh, I can't do that. (laughs) There's that. And then also I wrote, Vanessa's wearing some, what look like wooden wedge platforms. (laughs) And she's also wearing a problematic, I've written in all caps, tribal embellished top it's really yeah it's really it's a a real urban outfitters faux pas top i would say (laughs) so at this point again i thought of the e executives talking about how 
you know, being pitched this scene that there's some wardrobe drama and um, them imagining the scene ending with one girl like screaming at another and storming like throwing out. Throwing something, being yeah, held back. Completely, completely. And then coming in to see that what was the end of the scene? The button on the scene was Molly banging her shin on Vanessa's bed <laughs> before they walked out. <laughs> And then at this point, the execs were like, "Uh oh, <laughs> I guess this is what we've got." <laughs> right. This next scene, I'm uh, I've described as skyping with baby girl Eva Bell. Yep. <laughs> so Una and baby girl Eva Bell are on Una's bed with a laptop. Yeah. Now, at this point, we hear the noise really took me back to the start of a Skype call. Yeah. Then I started thinking. Skype really fucked up, didn't they? They really fucked up. Skype were, like, the kind of go-to thing. Then the pandemic happened. Where the fuck have Skype gone? They've gone. We still used... We used it at work for a really long time. We were still using it just before 2020. We were still using it to do interviews. How did... remote interviews. How did, like, Zoom and Microsoft Teams just jump in? I don't know. I don't know. So weird. I'm sure we'll get a, you know, a weird movie with Jared Leto playing, like, the head of Zoom at some point. Mm, like <laughs> zooming in. Yeah, completely. Uh, so this is, I said this is a tough scene to watch. Well, because of what we know now. Because of what we know now and because of the Skype connection. <laughs> Just in general. And also because they haven't, they clearly haven't said to, to Ben like, well, no. Well, I guess he wasn't doing it on his phone at the time. Because obviously what you want to do is turn your phone to the side so that it goes full screen. But I guess he did, was doing it on a laptop too. So it was just, or I think he was doing it on a phone and it was all, it was in lands, it was in portrait and everything mm. looked bad and oh he wasn't God. in the frame. Doing a Skype from your phone. Ugh, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I just want to do it work all the time. <laughs> so at this point, Ben is seeing his baby girl, Aoife Bell, and he sings a song to her and Aoife Bell cries. Yeah. And I just wrote, same. Yeah. Baby girl, Aoife Bell knows... That's a horrible person. I might be a little too harsh. Uh, she's, so, that, that baby must be 10 now. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 10 or 11. Yeah. 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 Oh, don't they grow up too fast? <laughs> so at this point, we... The, I'm hungry. The, 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 the Skype call ends and we start whooshing around Los Angeles yeah. again. <laughs> so we get <laughs> my notes say the girls are on robertson getting papped and i said per lease yeah, i know i know <laughs> they've interspersed it with some genuine paparazzi shots from the uk yeah. of them getting followed and then it's like a very staged well sort of framed scene of yeah. them walking along and three photographers exactly oh, they're almost like pressing the button on their cameras and saying out loud click yeah click click i i thought that at the side you could see peter lorraine paying them with like envelopes of petty cash <laughs> thanks guys thanks guys at this point, we get an incredibly wonderful uh, piece of enlightening information from Rochelle. Oh, what's that? Uh, she explains that in the UK, they call the paparazzi paps. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> I just wrote, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are oh, going for lunch. We are. And I just I just want to say, just oh, really have to get this out because I want to give Rochelle a compliment. Okay. I really like the kind of... Uh, she's almost got like a honey highlight in her interviews. Very, oh, she's, nice. It's the lightest I've ever seen Rochelle's hair and it looks great. Rochelle is beautiful and i i can't say it enough like we did in the 24 7 show because mm-hmm. i i said this in that show but i'll say it again in case no one's listened to that i still look at rochelle's instagram and she's one of the most beautiful people in the world <laughs> but i also forget they're i mean they're all very attractive but yeah. i also forget molly really is yeah when molly is in full hair and makeup and yeah. is wearing a tiny skirt and a top and some massive heels it's a bit like fucking hell yeah. and she's like hello <laughs> hi i'm molly so we're going to, we're going for lunch at a place called News, Newsroom Cafe. Yeah. 
it's closed. Permanently closed. Permanently I checked, closed. I checked on, Yelp. on Yelp as well. Yeah, closed in 2015. <laughs> also, I saw on Yelp, it got a C health rating, Oof. which one which one reviewer said that they tried to hide behind a pole. <laughs> so they clearly have to display the health ratings, but yeah. So. C is a bad one to get. That's yeah. really bad. Yeah, maybe that's why they closed. So Peter's had, I've said here, Peter's had a bit of a glow up <laughs> since previous seasons. Yep. He's got great hair here. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good, healthy head of hair, I yeah. would say. And it seems like his, his vibe for this season uh, or for this show is, is a check shirt. Yes. A check shirt and a little more confidence. Yeah. I just winked at you when I said that. You did. Oh, creep. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, anyway, for the girls, smoothies all around. Yes. Everyone's got a different color smoothie. Now, much like the, the cold open, um, I started to get really worried in this scene <laughs> because what well, could you could you smell a post-it note with a plot line being shuffled around yeah. by the exec? I just thought, look, Peter and the girls, what they're not going to shine in is light scripting of a scene. Okay, <laughs> this isn't the Hills. This isn't the Kardashians. We can't we can't encourage the girls to talk about something. It's like we need to just get this organically because here we have a uh, first of all, Peter's like. Uh, did you have a did you have a good night's sleep? One of the most British questions to ask when anyone first comes to LA. And then they're all like, Oh yeah, well, I slept alright, actually. I slept alright. Molly's like, Well, I didn't sleep alright because I was thinking about Vanessa's closet. And I was like, oh. I mean, to be honest, I would probably trust Molly the most to get the point across. I think she can maybe do it the most naturally. Or maybe Rochelle, they're my kind of they're my two MVPs in terms of scripting. Mm-hmm. I, we cannot trust the other three. <laughs> Una, Vanessa, and Frankie, not a safe pair of hands to do any script work. I don't trust the three of them at all. Well, I just, I mean, I don't want Una doing any script work. I want pure improv. I, well, yeah, no, no, we'll get to that when she, uh, when she works out what they're going to say at the Perez concert. I, I've, I've written it in, I've written it word by word. It's the most rambling speech ever. So after the girls went to bed last night, do you know what? Peter got an email. He did. Thank God he brought that laptop. <laughs> What's happening? So they've all been, the record company have managed to wangle them invites to the VMAs. But not only that, Peter got an email from Perez Hilton, (gasps) Perez at (laughs) PerezHilton.com. And Perez has asked them if the girls will perform at his VMAs after party. The girls are beside themselves. Yep. Frankie's also still wearing a scarf, a bit of a a hangover from the 24-7 show. She's got like a... Kind of a 2013 update of a Alexander McQueen kind of scarf situation okay. going on. She hasn't, she's not kept on to that one, but it's a, it's a new look. Got it, got it, got it. So this scene ends with Una saying, well, we need to get in there and rehearse. Like Una's genuinely like, yeah. shit girls. I, I just, I made another note that Rochelle looks gorgeous in the scene, not just the interview. And I, again, she's, uh, she's got her hair tied in this like side braid. And I was, I was very bewitched and beguiled by Rochelle in this scene. Do you know what we've lost? Her hats. Yeah. Do you remember her hats from... Yes. Yeah. It was 24-7, was it 2010? Yeah. She's, yeah. Those three years, she's really moved on from the hats. She's yeah. doing a lot of just different, more more kind of braiding and, and hairstyle work this time around. Got it. So Molly kind of talks about Perez's impact before we get to rehearsal. And she says, Perez helped break acts like Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and even our friends The Wanted. I was like, The Wanted? Hang on. And then obviously we saw them at the VMAs. I think maybe the record label got a bit of a two-for-one... Well, also, wanted deal here. Well, there was also the Wanted reality show, which I think was on E as well. Yeah. There's definitely some Peter Lorraine's fingerprints all over this whole thing. Yeah. It was very strange seeing that footage of the Wanted now that that one member's passed away. It was very sad. I know. 
Yeah. I, there's a couple of songs in the winter that I really like. Glad You Came is a Glad great you song. Glad You Came is well, such a good song. Our mutual feelings about an accordion in a song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also Walks Like Rihanna has a special place in my heart because oh, no. it reminds me of Charlie. Because <laughs> she, she loved that song. I hate that song. And it makes song. me laugh every time I hear it. And also, uh, I've got a special place for, for their ballad, Heart Vacancy. Anyway, we don't need to get into... Heart Vacancy. I feel your heart, love for love. Wait a minute. I just need to Google the wanted songs. Hang on. Hang on. Love Heart Vacancy. Glad you came. We own the night. What's around it? Chase Chasing the Sun. Yeah. You know the something begun. Oh yes. And Glad You Came is such a tune. Glad You Came is great. <laughs> we need to I'm gonna yeah. yeah, I need to get some some wanted. Yeah. I do have Heart Vacancy on my Apple Music still. <laughs> <laughs> I actually listened to that on the way here today. Wow. And really, fu- really fu- sang along to it. It's funny that, yeah, there was that time when The Wanted were like neck and neck with One Direction. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, okay. yes, so we whoosh again. We're whooshing into a rehearsal this time. And uh, what are we rehearsing? <laughs> well, we're rehearsing some real lackluster walking around to What About Us. Yes. What About Us is the Sean Paul song introduced song which includes sean paul making a noise that i'm gonna do it because you know my dad's from the caribbean uh, and it's this noise that says and i've been saying it to myself ever since i watched this episode yesterday i've just been saying that i did it in the shower this morning i just said to myself (laughs) and obviously if you listen to our regular episode you know we're a big fan of sean paul's work in the clean bandit song where he goes daily struggle I'd love to see Sean Paul's financials. Sean Daily Struggle Paul. Uh, Yeah, no, I'd love to get a look at his financials. There's something, there's there's some rappers of that era that I think, I think, I think like him, Flo Rida and Pitbull, I think. Shaggy. And Shaggy. I think they're really like, I think they really did some like good, good moves. I've just got a feeling. Yeah. That there's some solid book work going on there. Good for them. I feel like Pitbull's still like touring. He is. I think he did a gig in LA last week. Damn. Would you have gone? Listen. I I kind of like every song Pitbull's ever released. Wow. And every song that he's done a bit of feature on. I mean, think of one. Is it bad? I once said, remember that song? I said you had one of his songs once I was listening to you, and you told me it sounded like a Zumba, a Zumba class. <laughs> <laughs> and I think of you every time I listen to it, I laugh what out loud. What is it? What song it. is it? Um, should I try and find yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Let it kick in. <laughs> yeah, you, you basically said it sounds like I'm in a Zumba class. Yeah, <laughs> very Zumba. I'll take it. So, not as much energy or life as a Zumba class. It's the Saturdays rehearsing. Oh dear. Now they're using their their phones as mics. Love that. If you saw that, a real step up from a water bottle. Yeah, they're doing some very literal dance moves when it's like, "Let me take the lead." They might do like a pulling movement. It's all very <laughs> literal, and it ends with uh, the rehearsal ends. Choreographer Craig, we're about to meet, ends it. And Una, you just hear her sing, let me take the lead. Oh. Oh. (laughs) The music starts. Oh. I I noticed a woman lurking in the background. Want to know who she is. Couldn't Mm -hmm. find out who she was. Interesting, like, release 
Release papers, release forms, yeah. release forms. I said the girls are doing 40% in the choreo is what I thought. And then Craig points out that Molly needs to calm down and that Frankie needs to lift it up. Yeah. I said, uh-oh, in there, in brackets at that point. Yeah. Let's leave her alone. And then and then this is, choreographer Craig says some really, a really fantastic gendered line that I'm going to break down for you. He says, I'm a guy and I'm doing it more girly than you guys. He wasn't wrong. And, uh, and at this point, Molly, in her interview, says, you know, it is quite a hard routine. And I put, is it, Molly? Is it? <laughs> it was because she says, between the jet lag and learning a brand new routine. And then she says, we'll stay all night if we have to. They're not staying all night. Of course night. they're not. And then I actually thought, this is never going to happen. But I thought about try- you and me trying to learn the choreo from that one scene to see if we could. Oh, okay. So that's just a challenge for us at some point this week. Well, like uh, like a... Uh, just a TikTok challenge just for us. Yeah. An internal TikTok yeah, challenge. Completely. And we'll just okay. see if we can do the choreo that's, that we see in that one clip. Okay. Well, Should I'll, do it. Put it on reels. I'll, I'll catch my, uh, I'll catch, I'll hold my, my phone like it's a mic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually going to do that when I get home and send it to you. Okay, cool. So at this point we whoosh into yet another scene and it's the gals getting ready for the VMAs. Yeah. They're in hair and makeup. They're oh yeah, they're all the glam's going on. There's a there's a great shot where Molly's hair is getting like brushed up yeah. and then it's dropped out of the brush and it just kinda goes <laughs> yeah. like falls over her face. They did Vanessa super dirty in this little quick thing because her hair's all piled up because it's getting kind of backcombed. But because of the way it's piled up, it's all it shows is the tracks of her extensions. Oh they did they did her really dirty. They didn't need to do that. Because Vanessa Vanessa's got quite a mane on her and she didn't need we didn't need to see that. And and yet yeah, this is all this is very, very quick. And then we kind of kind of see them stumbling out of the service departments into their uh, into their vehicle. Their their black limo. <laughs> yeah. And I th- I said they all look great. Do people do people still get limos to events? No, I I, I, I can't do it. I just haven't seen a limo. Like, when was the last time you saw a black limo? Or like driving around. I, I couldn't tell you. I've seen some white limos driving around with some like some kind of bachelorette, you know, like a, have you seen like the Hummer limos sometimes around LA? Yeah. They look really fun. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of getting a limo to an event just seems so of another time now. Yeah. Um, there's some really, I, I've noted the library music here. <laughs> I just looked at the runtime of our recording. What? We're at 47 minutes. 47 we, minutes. We've, wow. We've doubled, we've doubled the episode like <laughs> for the analysis, but I don't care. We're fine. So, I mean, the library music here I've noted, I've described as, Post-early Gaga dated library music. Yeah, we're not getting as much kind of Saturday's music in this as I thought we were going to, or just like pop music of the time. I think they were going more international with just library music. Mm -hmm. So um, we cut to them kind of talking about how exciting it is that they're going to the VMAs. Frankie's also wearing a variation on an Egyptian necklace in her interview. Hers is individual triangles, like on on a necklace. And then I said, (laughs) this is just a note that I wanted to say to you. I said, fuck. This is actually big time compared to the rinky-dink shit we saw on the other show. Like, them at Go Ape and going to, you know... Is it? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Oh, hang Just on a minute. in terms of, for them... for In terms of all of the fake plot lines that are shoved down our throats so far in the episode, this is the one time I felt a frisson of excitement on their behalf. No. No? I'm going to say no, because here's the thing. Me no. They've got some... <laughs> they've, they've been given some tickets to the VMAs... Like, they're just going to sit in the audience somewhere and watch it. Yeah, they walk the red carpet. The only people to interview them on the red carpet is E, the same <laughs> network that's airing this show. How dare you? I'm sure, I'm sure like, what's his face from Lorraine? It maybe 
through the mid interview. What's he called? Not Ross Matthews. Ross. Ross King. Ross King. I'm sure Ross. Hello, King. girls. Oh, hello, hello, girls. You, you've come over stateside. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. So exactly. So I, I think what you've done is prove me right there. How um, dare you? Their outfits, pale blush outfits. Yes. I've written nice and yeah. underwhelming. They all look. I, that's why I said lovely. Yeah. They all they'll look, look lovely. Lovely. Uh, where are we, by the way? I don't know. Where was the VMAs? The Staples Center. Uh, well, of course, we're not leaving downtown LA. Not leaving downtown. Must be. <laughs> I, yeah, easy. Easy to get that. So we're still in downtown LA. And again, for anyone that doesn't live in LA, unusual that this entire show so far pretty much has taken place in one location. Yeah. Quite strange. Well, they did, they did go to Robertson, remember, uh, for that lunch. I'll that give you smoothie. that. I still, I still kind of don't believe they did. <laughs> I feel like they were downtown and they just used shots of newsroom. Anyway, at this point... They're doing an interview and we get some very kind of generic, the interviewer's like, hey, well, how do you how do you balance your personal life? And then Una and uh, Rochelle do their a great comedy answer, I believe, where they, Una's like, well, I just got married. And then uh, Rochelle's like, I also just got married. And they're like, to each other. <laughs> because homosexuals Thanks, girls. getting married, particularly in 2013, that's hilarious. Fun. And then we get a wild acapella performance of Issues. Which is good. Yeah. I said, Vanessa beautifully foghorned us into the performance. <laughs> I keep saying no. <laughs> Me and my heart, we got issues, issues, issues. And they sang, I don't know if you noticed, because I don't know if you know the lore of Issues, but they sang the original version because they had to change it because people misheard them saying, instead of, they say slap you. And because of their accents, it sounded like stab you. And really? basically they had to change the, it, there's like a different edit of it later later down the line. So what did they change it to? Like something in Kiss You. Like, they did not even something that rhymes. But like, I remember watching them talk about it on Loose Women and they were like, it's our accents. It sounds like stab, but it's slap. <laughs> but just just a little bit of issues law for you. Wow. We got issues, issues. <laughs> I also listened to that song on the way here and I screamed along to Sometimes it. Sometimes I feel like I'm going out of my mind. There'll no in between. Every time that you walk out the door, I tell myself I won't take it no more. Wait a minute, I've got a good storyline. Oh, please. How about Una packed her guitar? And she rehearses in the apartment and then she gets a sound complaint from a neighbor in the building. <laughs> Perfect. What's she doing? Uh, our favorite song. What's it called? Chasing Lights? <laughs> go on, go, go on, on, go on. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God, I just remembered that scene from <laughs> the Saturdays 24-7. Aren't some of them ill? And yeah. They have to go to that arena road show and they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? And like two of them go on stage with a guitar and just wing it. <laughs> That was really, that was the most high stakes moment of that whole show. Okay. Talking of high stakes, we have an after party performance to get to. We do. We've got to get ready first. Well, we whoosh, we whoosh back through downtown LA via cameras. And I said at this point, these drone shots, what was the budget on it? And then I decided in my head that, um, that Anne and baby girl Eva Bell were getting all the drone shots while the girls were at the VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Anne's piloting it, but baby Eva Bell's actually up in the drone, making Got sure it. everything's right. So from this point forward, anytime you see any aerial shots, that's our girl, baby girl Eva <laughs> Bell up there. Also, drone technology in 2013 wasn't really there. <laughs> no, this was definitely helicopter work. Yeah, because I was going to say, yeah. I don't know if you, anyway, yeah. different 10 years ago. So... 
at this point, yeah, that. They're getting ready, and uh, one of the stylists has refused to sign a release form. I saw that blurred <laughs> out, a blurred out face, which made me laugh. Uh, and then at this point, <laughs> this is where Una does one of the greatest speeches of all time. So she goes, she's like, "Girls, have we worked out what we're going to say on stage tonight?" And then she then she just launches into it. She's like, "Right, so we're going to say thanks so much to Perez for having us tonight. Uh, this is actually our first ever US performance. You know, we'll, we'll do some bullet points." A quick chat. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I think you just came up with it. Yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say. I think that's kind of it. Um, I will say Una's wearing a really cool black leather top. Yeah, sure I like. Cool. I liked their. I liked their outfits for this performance. I liked Molly's little uh, that little top with the little triangles on it. Oh, I. D- Oh, no, I didn't like that. Oh, I liked it. Oh, no. I think she looked great. It was classic. She looked like classic Molly. I feel like if there was like a Molly doll, she would be wearing that outfit. Right. <laughs> okay. So we need to get... We're now going to go to another venue. Well, I'll tell you where. At least we can leave downtown. Uh, oh. I know. So they're going to a venue called the Belasco. It's in downtown. <laughs> Honestly, when I, Googled the, when I Googled the address, I was like... I wonder what this is going to be. It was like something Spring Street. I was like, oh, fucking downtown again. So we see <laughs> see some shots of other performers at this after party. First of all, we see the Wanted. They flash up on screen. Just a picture of like, just a, a video of the Wanted. Fine. Then we see a group I've never heard of before. And they've, they've had to write their name at the bottom. I am five. I so, am okay, five. I can, I can tell you a little bit about them. And it's going to make you so angry Uh-oh. that you might actually kill me, even though I'm just telling you the information. Okay. So they're a boy band that got formed by Todrick Hall, star of The Real Gaze of WeHo, whatever that show's called, Oof. on when he was doing his YouTube channel. And he, ca- he created a boy band that did covers of Disney songs, but like kind of all like mashups and like remixes of Disney songs. And they got incredibly huge in a kind of micro way on YouTube and did these like stadium tours and were really famous for like five seconds. Kind of like a pentatonic situation. Yes, very strange. And like, and me and obviously me and uh, uh, Charlie, call us to Charlie, had a a side secret conversation about how much we liked them. But it's really disappointing because they were also really cute, these guys, like in their different ways. And then when we looked them up, we were like, recently me and her were talking about them and we were like, I wonder what they're all doing now. And each one of them, like we looked them up individually, each one of their Instagrams was like, starts with like a Bible quote. And we were like, oh Oh, no. Apart from one who went on American Idol, who's actually fun and is bisexual. Anyway, so they're like a, and just every element of them, it's like they were designed in a lab to make you angry. And it's actually funny to think, I'm going to make you watch one of their videos after we're done. Can't wait. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like what a really shit mashup would be. It would be like, uh, what's something with be our guest? Oh, so so I'll give okay. I'll do an example for you. Okay. So in their first song or their first video, it was, um, what's that song that goes? Hey, I've got sunshine on a cloudy. It's that, uh-huh. but it's. Hang on. There you see her kiss the girl. So it's kiss the girl set to that that backing track there's a song that's set to what makes you beautiful by one direction oh fuck which one is it i'm like all i know is it's just it's that is that's what i'm telling you is they will they'll put a disney song to a one direction backing track they're not making any money oh again i'd love to see the books for i am five yeah just a a big minus number what a diversion okay rita Rita, well yes we see the wanted no descriptor we see i am five descriptor we see rita aura they need a descriptor i thought it was interesting 2013 yeah like the wanted are bigger yeah. than I am five than Anrita Aura. Yeah. Did you get a note of what this event was called on the step and repeat? No, what did it say? It's a real mouthful. It's okay. <laughs> I got it's 
something, which I couldn't work out. Something presents Perez Hilton one night only in Los Angeles to benefit VH1 Save the Music Foundation. Whoa. <laughs> so at this point, they're on the red carpet and then that ghoul Perez slithers out to greet them. Okay, I gotta say it here. Perez is looking good here. He's got slightly longer hair and he's wearing like 70s yeah. yellow tinted glasses. Yeah. He looks good. And I'm going to give him one piece of credit as you just did, which is that they say that he's been kind of championing and that championing, I can't say that word. Championing, championing. Championing them since their first song and has been like posting about them quite regularly. And at the time he definitely had some pull and some sway to make people kind of to, to go. So I was like, I'm going to give him that one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So actually, I went to one of his like concert things mm. in London at one of the O2 out like not it was at the O2 <laughs> the O2 outposts like the in, was that called the Indigo it, O2 yeah, or Indigo. whatever but still at the O2 yes that's where I saw Cher Lloyd oh lovely <laughs> I I was with uh, podcast nemesis Michael but I don't remember who was playing <laughs> just sorry I, my mind just got really kind of blown by thinking about seeing that Cher Lloyd she'd only released that one album at the time. Yeah. Da 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 dum dum da dum dum. Remember that song? Yeah. <laughs> Who was the rapper in that song? Is it Mike Posner? Yes, it was. <laughs> Actually, Cher Lloyd is prime to be at a Perez Hilton presents type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> at this point, the girls are saying we've done theater tours, sold out arena tours. This is our first U.S. show. Theater tours. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We see them kind of warming up and getting nervous in like a service kind of alleyway aren't they mm-hmm. they're in like a service bit then they actually have to go outside of the venue to go in they oh. literally entered from an alleyway like an outside alleyway question love. question for you in the saturdays 24 7 there's that episode where they go to la so did they not do a single performance i know no, that they tri- just filmed the video video they? yeah so did they not perform at all i don't think so huh. i'm not i'm not i'm not sick i'm not nothing's ringing a bell no. they just made the the higher video higher, didn't yeah they? Okay. And then at this point, they, they, they trot onto the stage for the performance. Una says, hello, America. <laughs> I was like, Una, let's, let's make it a little more local than that, shall we? I, I gotta hello, s- downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> I got to say, this really is the perfect platform and crowd for them. Yeah. Of that time, the, the, the people who would read Perez Hilton and like pop music, yeah. this is ideal. I said, real ragtag crew at the Belasco that night. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, we get a wild interview look from Vanessa where she has hair like a uh, kind of a conservative American news reporter. Yes. <laughs> like big lion mane, sort of a little bit of a, a kink to it. Yeah, but like set. But kind of smooth and set. Yeah. Yes. Like she could be on, felt like she was on like a, you know, like a Los Angeles affiliate of a of a big station. Yeah. She's like, like a KTLA. Yeah, this is KTLA Los Angeles. Reporting from downtown yeah. downtown LA at the Belasco yeah. tonight. <laughs> Tell you what's wanted, it's the wanted. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah, of course she's reporting from downtown LA because she can't go anywhere else. She can. <laughs> so yeah, they, they sounded great. I mean, it was some, some tough vocals at the beginning um, of What About Us. Anyway, so yeah. Great. It's still a great song I wrote. Now, I just want to comment on their outfits as a group here. So the whole thing is like hot pants, a little top, and we've got some black heeled ankle boots. Yes. What are those boots called? A, a pixie boot? Is it a pixie boot? It's like cut off at the top. I think it's a pixie boot. Okay. 
And then I think this is very similar to the look from the single cover from What About Us. Oh, I think you're right. Because I was listening, I, I went for a walk today and listened to their kind of singles collection, but it was all the different, it was giving me all the different covers. And I think this is very much that look from the time with a stereo on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So I think they were kind of styled into this, this kind of cover look. But yeah, good on them. My the gals ma- are good. My note here is just a bunch of nice, unchallenging girls and pop music. Yeah, perfect. But you know what? The episode's not over. Well, I thought it was over. I know. Are you telling me there's more There's more natural interactions and dialogue to come? There's what we would call in the industry a button. A button to the episode. <laughs> what was that button? <sighs> Frankie's in her apartment. God, her... her sitting, on the, sitting very upright on that couch. Uncomfy couch. Little knock on the door. She opens it. It's only bloody Molly sitting on a couch. What? She bought that herself. Did <laughs> she get it up there? Service lift. What you like, Molly? <laughs> I said, wow, these girls really can't sell a scene, can they? <laughs> was my note. And then Frankie complains that it's not L-shaped. It is L-shaped. <laughs> she, yeah, she, went, she already wants an L-shaped one. Oh my. She couldn't get that up in the lift. <laughs> no way. <sighs> so that's it. That's episode one. I mean, we were concerned about you know, what we, if we were going to have enough to talk about. Obviously, this is pre-editing, but right now our runtime is an hour. Oh, great. Great, 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 great. Um, so I was thinking, because every episode has a hashtag, this yeah. was hash, hashtag United States of Sats, we could pitch each other a hashtag to describe the episode. We pick our favorite. Okay. So I didn't know if, like, hashtag DTLA Sats. Yeah. Downtown LA Sats. Hashtag, this is problematic, couch curing depression. <laughs> or hashtag matchy ankle boots. Okay. And do you like any of those or any you want to throw back at me? I was going to say like hashtag DFS plotline. T- oh, that's nice. <laughs> what about hashtag- Doesn't that marries a bit of a US and America? Or what about just hashtag immigration? <laughs> that feels like a heavier one. <laughs> let's go with the let's go with the ankle boots one. Okay, hashtag matchy ankle boots. Yes. Okay. And I thought that on top of that, we're going to have a twofold system. I thought that we could rate each episode out of five, and this is maybe a little <laughs> convoluted. Huh. But uh, what we're going to do is, you know, the song, you know, the girl's song, "Gentleman." A gentleman is so nineteen ninety-five, so hard for a girl to find. Yes. In that song, they list a. A pretty interesting list of gentlemen that they find attractive. Larry King. Larry King. I like him older. And I thought we'd we'd pick one of them each episode and just say how many somethings out of five is that. So I'm I'm saying for this one, let's go with what you just said. Larry King. How many Larry Kings out of uh, out of five are you going to give this episode as an opener? I'm gonna give it. I mean, <laughs> is it two and a half? I'm giving this one a solid three Larry Kings out of five. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll upgrade <laughs> it. I think to an everyday viewer. This episode is a two and a half, but oh, yeah, to no, us. To us, it was a, a three Larry Kings. A, a three Larry Kings. Okay, so hashtag matchy ankle boots and <laughs> three, three Larry, Larry Kings. Kings out of five. I like them older. <laughs> Lamar Oldham. Lamar, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, don't you worry. I've got a whole <laughs> list of, of out of fives we're going to do. Obama's one of them. <laughs> So oh, that was that. We got a little tease of what's to come and it looked actually kind of dramatic. I don't even remember the tease. The tease looked pretty stressful. Like it looked like it had Frankie having a genuine panic attack. Oh, and, I, do, I do remember that. And Una having some like light, touching on some light marital stuff, which was a little stressful looking as well. Oh. But, you know, star of this show, Mary and uh, Baby Gully for Belle. There we go. So you're going to get an episode of this every week on your Rock of America feed. How many episodes is it? Is it 10? I think it's eight. It's I think it might be 10. Because, oh, really? Oh, yeah, because I because today I was listening to Hang Gentlemen on. and I had to count how many men get mentioned in it to make sure we had enough men because okay, we had to exclude Kanye. Sets. Hang on. <laughs> I literally was going, 
10. <laughs> yeah. I was going, I need a rubber pads instead. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, and I was like, well, we'll take Kanye out. And I was like, oh, fuck. But there's like 14 gentlemen to choose from. Okay, well, we've got 10 episodes. <laughs> I will say that episode one uh, ratings, it got 914,000 viewers in the States, 72,000 in the UK. <laughs> and, and two in the UK, you and Matt. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, you're going to get this every week. You're going to get regular episodes of Your Welcome America every other week. Yeah. You're Great. welcome. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.